follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, right here on Voice America, America's Voice. Today we're talking about something that is actually coming to the area in which I live, which is the Providence, Rhode Island area, and it's the Business Innovation Factory Summit. And it's two days of unforgettable storytelling about what it takes to drive change. We're going to share a story in particular that we think is really relevant. But we're very excited to introduce today two incredible people, Jen Silbert of Innovation Partners International, as well as Elizabeth Stefanski of Business Innovation Factory. And we're going to talk about what this is. So welcome to both of you. And let's start with Jen. Jen, explain what the Business Innovation Factory Summit is, which is going on right now. Well, I can explain from the purview of as a participant over the past several years. Um, in fact, it really lives into its motto. It's all about you connect, you inspire, and you transform. You come together, you hear powerful storytelling from um, inspiring innovators from all walks of life and all parts of the world. And in their brief, in, through their story, um, you connect to your own story. You connect to other stories in the room. Uh, you're very moved, and you are compelled to leave this summit with a real uh, longing to do something with the with the learnings you've had. Whether it's go home and start a new project, take the current project you're working on up several notches, what have you. It's it's really about. The connecting, the inspiring, and really transforming yourself and, and everyone you work with. I know that part of this is about appreciative inquiry. What is that? Appreciative inquiry is, uh, it's all, well, you, kind of, let's look at the, the words that it makes up. Um, when we say we appreciate it, we value, we're thankful. But we also use the word to describe those things we want to see increased. Inquiry, then, when we ask questions around those things we value and that we want to see increased, we create a whole new uh, image for the way forward. Um, We tap into our own stories about what's working, what we already have, um, where our strengths, our assets reside, even if we feel or may assume that we have to dig real deep to find them. And then we build on that for a much more... um, uh, hopeful and aspiring and meaningful way forward. I know, Elizabeth, that in, in this summit, um, there was one story in particular, and it was Angela Blanchard's story. She's the president and CEO of Neighborhood Centers, and that was something that the audience really learns from and applies. What was your reaction? Angela was so filled with passion, and I think that uh, what the audience came away and what I came away with is she, you, know, you just have this visceral reaction to her because she tells a story about Katrina uh, hitting, in, um, and, mm. and she gets a call from the, um, she's in Houston, Texas, and she gets a call from the mayor, and he said, people are coming. You know, they're going to come here to Houston because their lives have been demolished. And she, you know, she, and she said, okay, you know, they're, they're coming and, and that's, that's what it is. And, you know, and she talks about people getting off the bus and they have maybe one or two items with them. And, you know, sort of, you know, you talk about sort of, you see yourself being so vulnerable, you, you've lost everything. And she doesn't start the conversation there. She starts the conversation with, okay, what have you got with you? What can you build upon? What's going well for you? 
And so, you know, even when people are sort of, you know, at their hardest hit, she, pre- you know, really teaches, you know, treats them as humans and says, okay, like, what are we going to do? Where are we going to go from there? And it's, it gives you this sense of, well, if they can do it, I can do it. I can create possibilities. I can create, you know, the, the, the future. I can, I can deal with, like, the worst scenarios in a really positive way. So what do I want to do? What have I got? What's working for me? I think that that was the feeling that she incited with everybody in the audience. And it was just, it was so passionate and so beautiful. You just, you were hopeful. If I could, if I could build, she would. She had a wonderful quote. She had a wonderful quote that really uh, uh, was tattooed in everyone's brains uh, for the past two days, and it was, "You can't build on what's broken." Mm -hmm. You know, if people step off the bus and feel like they're broken, you can't, you can't build that. You can't rebuild them. But if instead you ask questions around the stories they're already holding on to about, you know, tell me about a time when you have been resilient when you have had to overcome something seemingly impossible and you somehow did it, someone was there to even help you did it, who were they, what did they do, what did you do, what was it all about, and what can we learn from that story that's going to get us where we want to go quicker. People realize that they have, they have a lot versus they have nothing, and they know how to muster up what it takes in themselves, and more importantly, in Angela's case, in their whole community together, um, to really create a new way forward. I remember that I interviewed a woman who was part of 9-11. can't remember her name, but she wrote a book um, on what happened. She was there, and she said that everyone on that floor moved in unison. It was as though as the building was shaking, they were all moving together and, and grabbing onto each other, almost as though it was one consciousness which is pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. It's, it's too bad that it has to happen in a disaster situation. But it's, it's amazing how when people join together, there can be such a bond like that mm-hmm. with no Absolutely. words. Absolutely. Um, in fact, another thing Angela said in her story was that in the end, all you have is community, and that is enough. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm going to ask both of you a very important question here. You know, the work that I do that I'm very impassioned about is I call myself the catalyst for positive change because through the airwaves I'm bringing these stories to light, like your stories and anyone who's making a difference in the world. But, and I I shouldn't use the word but, there is a lot of negativity out there today. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear about people's future. There's a lot of economic fear. There's a lot of fear about people not trusting each other and hurting each other. How do we, and I'm going to ask you both this question, Elizabeth and Jen, how do we begin to repair that and show those models so that we break through that fear and resistance? For example, through these Business Innovation Factory Summits. How do we do this? Jen? Sure. Um, well, a couple of thoughts. First, first thought is that um, it's really important to acknowledge the fear, or whatever place people are starting from. Um, you're not, if you just come from this place of, you know, let's all talk about what's all good, they don't even want to, they may not want to join you right away. Um, so honoring the negative, honoring the fear, honoring the challenges that they're faced with, I think is important. Um, in fact, another storyteller at Biff, John Hagel, uh, reminded us of the importance of putting it out there and seeing who will come, right? So that's one thing. But then there's this other side of the coin, and that's the importance of what we call reframing that if, if you want a different what, you need a different how. So the different how would be, okay, if, you know, things are appearing really rotten and the economy is just so darn tough and there are just no jobs out there and companies are handing out pink slips, well, then let's instead ask questions. Of, instead of what is so wrong or broke that needs to get fixed, let's shift the question to, if it were to be right, what does that look like? And let's, and what would it take to get us there? And how might we do it together? So it's about reframing. You know, your children comes, your child comes home from school and they got a, a C minus on one of their, on their scorecards. Instead of asking, well, what did you do to get the C? And, you know, what, what, what have you forgotten or left out? Um, it's instead a conversation of, well, when you do get an A, what does that look like? What did that take? Who helped you? 
what, you know, what did they do that made it so much easier for you to excel? And how can we apply that to our current situation? So it's, it's, it's really looking at the, the role models. Elizabeth, your comments on this. Yeah, and, and it, the Business Innovation Factory, we really believe in the power of storytelling and that, you know, you tell a story really for the purpose of connecting uh, with somebody else. And I, I think that there's something really important about, there, there's, a, there's a huge narrative out there around fear, and I think that there's also a lot of people who it, aren't motivated by it who are motivated by, um, you know, wanting to do something um, better, to wanting to live a more meaningful life, who are, who are just trying to operate outside of that context. And I think that it's really important for us to have faith in, um, in the fact that people really are trying to live outside of that context of faith, uh, outside of that context of fear. And that by, you know, using stories and using inquiry mm. as well, we actually have the ability to, uh, you know, bring that out and to realize that, oh, the person next to me is also trying to, you know, um, to live this purposeful life and live this meaningful life. And when we connect with one another, that builds, you know, a link in that social fabric and, and, it, and, and we can connect with each other through those stories. So, you know, there's so, there's so, I think that the, it's really easy for us to um, forget about the power of stories, to, to, to forget about the power of sharing. Um, but when we do, we just create this richer connection and we begin to create this broader narrative about, um, that's about hope, that's about optimism. Um, but we need to have faith that other people in the world want that too. And I think that's the, mm-hmm. that's the piece we need to remember. Yeah. And I know one of the things that uh, you talk about, but certainly in the summits, is the whole concept of random collisions and <laughs> you know shared values. And it's interesting because I interviewed a woman, uh, her name is Melinda Blau, and she wrote a book called Consequential Strangers. And the book oh, is I all about book. the power of people who don't seem to matter but really do. You know, turning that, you know, that one-time encounter that really affected your life and changed it. But in a sense, they're strangers, but they're really not. And I think that's what you're talking about is realizing the value of every person uh, in, at, as part of your story, whether they're there for a day or a minute or a year. Right. Yeah. And there's such, you know, and that's, you know, we love the notion of random collisions because that's really, that's where we think the magic happens and that's where we think that the, the solutions emerge from is, is when you, you know, when you sort of operate in difference, when you operate in, you know, and you begin to build connections with people who don't think exactly the same way that you do or don't, um, you know, work in the same space and you sort of find um, place where you can play together, you create wholly new transformative opportunities that you wouldn't have otherwise known how to look for. And I think that's the real, that's the real magic of, of random collisions. Absolutely. In fact, Feldy Scrubs, I'm sorry, one of the, one of the other storytellers, uh, he, he, he preached the importance of connecting on our similarities and benefiting from our differences. And it's through those collisions that that can happen. Now, you have these summits, like the Business Innovation Factory Summit. You know, it's two days of unforgettable storytelling in this Providence area, Providence, Rhode Island, and this is a national show that we're doing right now. But where are these summits in other parts of the country? Either Jen, Elizabeth? Well, so two things. One is that I think we're all doing a really great job with digital storytelling. So um, the Business Innovation Factory streamed all of the stories live so that people could watch them. And then they're housed digitally on our website so that you can constantly go back and read them and reflect on them. But I think this, you know, this notion of, of, of curated storytelling is, is, is part of this broader sort of narrative of you know, we, we, like the world wants good stories. And so, you know, where can we find them? Um, so I think there are a lot of great examples popping up. Oh, yeah, and i just add, you know, Biff is one, you know, real champion of, of this really elevating the power of stories and sharing it generously with the world, you know, not just at the summit, but in what they use for their online live streaming video forums. But there's also the TED out there, the TEDx yeah. is out there. There's, um, goodness, just a year ago this time, I was at um, what we call, it was an appreciative inquiry story-thon in Washington, D.C., um, where people were invited to come and share all of the fabulous stories, inspiring learnings from other appreciative inquiry summits and, and, and events taking place around the world. Um, there's work going on in education um, around, uh, for example, uh, Faces of Learning. That's a, a campaign started by Sam Chautain where he's, bringing people to an open mic forum and asking them one simple question, you know, what was your most 
powerful learning experience. And people have stories. They're, they're eager to share. And then they realize, oh, wow, I already know a lot about how people learn if I just tap into the, the wisdom of my own story and hear others. Why do you think, both of you, that we need to do this so much now? You know, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, people were telling these stories to each other because, you know, the community was very strong. We didn't have all the distractions we have today. Why do you think it's so important now more than ever to tell these stories? I, I mean, Either I one, Jen or, uh, tell me who, Jen, go ahead. <laughs> okay, well, um, well, I, I really live by the, the, the mantra that what we look for, we find. Mm-hmm. If we want to look for the bad, the ugly, the weak, the unable, we're going to find it. Um, and the stories we ask are going to reveal it. Um, if instead we want to look for the good, the strong, the capable, the, the potential-seeking, the hopeful, we're going to find that too. Um, and, and more importantly, there's a second part to that. Not only what we look for, we find, but what we pay attention to grows. So if we, want, if we want to pay attention to those positive deviants that are out there and really fanning the flames of what's possible, even if it's scary and uncertain, uh, we're going to find more of that positivity and of that hope. And the stories reveal it because they're grounded in our positive past. And this is applicable. I mean, I know we talked about Angela and her fabulous work with communities in Houston and how those stories are, you know, creating a magnetic draw around the world, really. Um, but, the, you know, this transcends any industry. This is in healthcare, you know, in trying to understand the, the stories of, of patient satisfaction and real, um, you know, uh, innovations in, in, in patient care. Um, this transcends edu- the education system and looking for examples of uh, when learning is flourishing and students are thriving in a learning environment. What does that look like? In business, I've worked with numerous, you know, uh, Fortune 500 companies for whom they'll say, wow, you know, by tapping into what works and asking for those stories, it does grow. And innovation, creativity, connectedness, uh, genuine passion for the work that people show up to do, which translates not only into increased productivity and profitability, but dare I say, you know, retention and all that other good stuff. Um, and that it, really actually does, happens. it really does work and it really does happen. We just need to keep Absolutely. talking about it. Go ahead, Elizabeth. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think that we, you know, we operate in um, a world that has become, um, you know, increasingly complex, and in our, our economic systems, our healthcare systems, um, and our, you know, and our, you know, sort of globally, we're just more complex than we've ever been. And our problems have become equally complex, and yet, sort of, you know, we have this way of trying to solve for those problems where we keep trying to isolate in on the one variable that's going to be, you know, the the, the perfect pill that's going to give us the, the you know, the, the right solutions and solve all of our problems. I mean, we we look for that in our our leadership as well. We look for, you know, the lone hero who's going to save the day and, and, you know, make things better. And, you know, so it's, you know, we need to actually deal with, um, deal with our world in the complex way and sort of in a systems, uh, take a systems approach to solving this problem, which is going to require, you know, the coordination and the collaboration of a, of a lot of different people. And so we also, we simultaneously have an opportunity because the world has never been as interconnected as it is right now. And so it creates an unprecedented opportunity for that collaboration to take hold. It also creates a real sort of unprecedented opportunity for, you know, the, the connections between our individual efforts and our individual intentions and our individual solutions to be magnified through the connections that we have with one another. And I think, you know, to, to the work that, that Jen and Angela are doing, uh, stories are a great way, um, a great tool to enable those connections to take place and to sort of strengthen those interconnections that we have between Solutions and to actually begin to build a mosaic of the of the for the systems um, that we that we really need in order to kind of deal with this complexity to deal with this messiness. All right. So tell us both. We have a, we have some time left here. Tell us both of you where we can find out more. Someone listening to this is I want to hear these stories or I have a story to tell. How do they get connected? Jen or, or Angela? I'm the Angela I'm calling you. <laughs> Jen or Elizabeth? 
Well, I, I, so I'll, I'll start with, um, you know, you can, the, the Business Innovation Factory website is businessinnovationfactory.com, and it is an open source platform where we want people to come. We actually, we have a story, um, a booth that people can participate in and, and share their stories, and then they can, we also, you know, have, um, you know, just a very rich database of digital stories that have been archived there through um, both, you know, the years of the summit um, as well as uh, other, you know, transformative projects that we lead in. In, in education and healthcare and, and other areas. So, um, and, they're, and they're all, you know, people who are doing things, sharing their stories. And it, they're very powerful and very moving. And, and, um, and we just want more people to, to, to connect with those stories as well as share their own. So um, I, will, I will do that plug. All right. And they log on to um, businessinnovationfactory.com. All right. Now, the stories that we're going to hear or that are really being told right now in the Providence area, again, when will they be in other areas or do people just watch it on the Internet? How, how, is, how does this work so that folks can see it from anywhere? Two, two things. Um, the, the stories will be archived from this Business Innovation Factory Summit will be archived on the BIF website that Ellie just pointed out to you. Right. Um, and those, in fact, if folks go there, you can not only see, um, well, this year's will be uploaded soon. Uh, we're fresh off the summit, literally just today. Um, but then you can look in the archive for stories from prior years, which are fabulous and, and just rich with, with learnings. Um, now, another are these, are these summits, want, let me just ask ahead. you, are these summits once a year or are they regularly every month? I mean, how does that work? The, the BIF summit, yes, is once a year. And okay. there are other learning events that take place um, in, in shorter doses, if you will, um, how, in more of like a, a, a dialogical seminar, if you will. But the summit itself does, yes, take place once a year in Providence, Rhode Island. And it's and, every year in, in that in Providence? Yes. So um, another resource I wanted to share for folks interested sure. in learning more about stories, um, especially around the appreciative inquiry examples, um, are, is innovationpartners.com, where there's numerous links, uh, blog posts, uh, written uh, captures, uh, opportunities to really, especially in the blog itself, to join the conversation, um, ask questions, learn how you can take this and even apply it in your own organization, company, community, school, you name it. All right. So this is really uh, an example for people so they can look at this and see how they can use this model, basically, is what you're saying. In fact, that's, and that's really the, the beauty of our, our partnership, Innovation Partners partnership with, with BIF is that um, we both believe it's really about harnessing the power of story and inspiring others to find their story when they hear and are connected to someone else's. All right, let me ask you both how you created this. Now, was this created, Jen, did you create it, or Elizabeth, did you create it, or how, how did this happen? The summit? Yes, the summit and, and this, whole, this whole idea. Uh, the summit was actually the brainchild of Saul Kaplan, who's our founder and the chief catalyst of the Business Innovation Factory. And um, Saul has, um, you know, a wealth of experience in the private sector, and, and um, he sort of became, in his words, an, an accidental bureaucrat. And um, when he retired from the private sector and took a job running economic development in um, in the state, and just really thought, like, the more he saw and looked around, he said, you know, there has to be a better way. And you know, how do we connect people and and inspire them? to move into, um, you know, that better place, to, to dream higher, to inspire, um, and enable sort of, you know, the, the, the innovators among us um, to, to come together. And I think, you know, Paul's also a self-proclaimed innovation junkie, so I think he was, you know, wanted to throw a big party for the smartest people he knew to, you know, come together and share these stories, because when they come together, really magical things happen, and the, the energy is really unbelievable and crazy, and it's just, it just fills you with hope. Oh, that's very exciting. All right, Jen, any, uh, any other comments? Uh, we have a couple of minutes left about uh, how people can get involved. Well, um, really what I would, what I would challenge um, your listeners to consider is just what story they're holding on to about themselves, about mm. their, their work, their, their family, um, mm. their community, their, their future. And really consider, take a step back and say, okay, you know, what questions am I asking that if 
shifted ever so slightly could put me on the path I most want to be on. And what stories can I go out and look for by asking those questions that are going to invoke in me and in everyone around me um, some real wisdom around what it takes to what it work, what works, and um, how we get forward, get where we want to go more quickly in a way that's more innovative, um, more inspiring, and always grounded in what we know from our positive past. So just mm-hmm. you know, ask yourself those questions, and more importantly, be willing to go out and ask others those questions too, because um, the questions we ask are fateful, very fateful. And um, remember, what we look for, we find, and what we pay attention to will grow. Fabulous. Elizabeth, your closing thoughts for our listeners today? You know, I, I just I agree with her. We spend a lot of time, I think, at the summit um, talking about what does it mean to um, live a, a life worth living, and you know, people really focusing in in on, on sharing their intentions about um, you know what will be meaningful, what is important um, to them, how will they um, define success at the end of the day. And I think that that's just um, you know, people um, are they've got such great vision, and as Jen said, you have these great stories um, that we can um, through which we can communicate this vision. So I think that that's, you know, what, what does it mean um, to live a life worth living and how are you going to do it? I think if mm. each one of us answers that question, then we'll sort of paint the picture that we need for a better tomorrow. So if people want to see the summit, even though it's, it's just closing now, they can watch it online, correct? By going to businessinnovationfactory.com or is it businessinnovationfactorysummit.com? It is businessinnovationfactory.com and from there you'll find loads of links to videos uh, more recent and even of summits past. Let me ask you, is there funding for this project? How does this happen in terms of bringing in speakers? Do people volunteer their time? How does this work? The, uh, the actual, the, the speakers um, are not paid. They all come in of their own um, passion and, you mm-hmm. know, and willingness to tell a story and the commitment to the vision. And, you know, we've got, we had a great lineup. Dan Pink, uh, who's the author of Drive and A Whole New Mind, um, closed out the day yesterday. And he's a sought-after, you know, talk uh, speaker and, and writer. And, and, you know, he was just so passionate about this. That, you know, he, he came of his own accord and he told his 15-minute story. And there's, there's, and all the speakers do that, I think, which is creates a real um, there's no pretense at this. There's no, um, you know, these are our distinguished speakers and the rest of you are in the audience. Everybody sits together right. and everybody mingles together and everybody shares together. And I think that's really um, meaningful. So it's a, um, we do have some, we do have some wonderful sponsors uh, who invest in uh, making this happen each year. And that that's, you know, that's really been, um, you know, uh, an, an important piece to how it happens. And, and we just have this very rich community of volunteers and, and people who are, are passionate about coming and uh, so it, 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 everybody helps pull it off. That's wonderful. So the summit is over now in Providence, Rhode Island. It'll be back again next year. But people can log on, as you said, to businessinnovationfactorysummit.com. And they can Just, actually uh, watch. Yes? It's, it's a businessinnovationfactory.com. Okay. Businessinnovationfactory.com. And uh, it's, it's really very exciting. I'm, I'm excited, really, actually, that it's in, in my area because so many times <laughs> things are in other parts of the country. But it's exciting that it's here and uh, that we're offering this. You're offering this to the public, and I'm very happy that, you, that I really learned about this and could interview both of you. So let me just say that my guests have been Jen Hetzel-Silbert of Innovation Partners International. And... Also, uh, my guest today is Elizabeth and Elizabeth Stefanski of the Business Innovation Factory. So, again, if you need any information, just log on to businessinnovationfactory.com or innovationpartners.com. Thank you so much for being on the program, both of you, Jen and Elizabeth. Thank you. Thank you. It's really exciting to have you on. All right, stay on the line. Folks, you know, as I always say, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know that you can make your dreams come true. That's what Patricia Raskin Positive Living Radio programs are all about. So do that. You can log on to patriciaraskin.com. I have many of my podcasts are on my website. And certainly write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com. And again, do log on to 
businessinnovationfactory.com. You will be very inspired by these stories or innovationpartners.com. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin for Patricia Raskin Positive Living. Have a great Monday and a great week. Bye for now. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, right here on Voice America, America's Voice. Today we're talking about something that is actually coming to the area in which I live, which is the Providence, Rhode Island area. And it's the Business Innovation Factory Summit, and it's two days of unforgettable storytelling about what it takes to drive change. We're going to share a story in particular that we think is really relevant, but we're very excited to introduce today two incredible people, Jen Silbert of Innovation Partners International, as well as Elizabeth Stefanski of Business Innovation Factory. And we're going to talk about what this is. So welcome to both of you. And let's start with Jen. Jen, explain what the Business Innovation Factory Summit is, which is going on right now. Well, I can explain from the purview of, as a participant over the past several years. Um, in fact, it really lives into its motto. It's all about you connect, you inspire, and you transform. You come together, you hear powerful storytelling from um, inspiring innovators from all walks of life in all parts of the world, and the, in their briefs and through their story, um, you connect to your own story. You connect to other stories in the room. Uh, you're very moved, and you are compelled to leave this summit with a real uh, longing to do something with the, with the learnings you've had, whether it's go home and start a new project, take the current project you're working on up several notches, what have you. It's, it's really about the connecting, the inspiring, and really transforming yourself and, and everyone you work with. I know that part of this is about appreciative inquiry. What is that? Appreciative inquiry is, uh, it's all, well, you, kind of, let's look at the, the words that it makes up. Um, when we say we appreciate, it, we value, we're thankful. But we also use the word to describe those things we want to see increased. Inquiry, then, when we ask questions around those things we value and that we want to see increased, we create a whole new uh, image for the way forward. Um, we tap into our own stories about what's working, what we already have, um, where our strengths, our assets reside, even if we feel or may assume that we have to dig real deep to find them. Mm-hmm. And then we build on that for a much more... Um, uh, hopeful and aspiring and meaningful way forward. I know, Elizabeth, that in, in this summit, um, there was one story in particular, and it was Angela Blanchard's story. She's the president and CEO of Neighborhood Centers, and that was something that the audience really learns from and applies. What was your reaction? 
Angela was so filled with passion, and I think that uh, what the audience came away and what I came away with is she, you, know, you just have this visceral reaction to her because she tells a story about Katrina uh, hitting, in, um, and, mm. and she gets a call from the, um, she's in Houston, Texas, and she gets a call from the mayor, and he said, people are coming. You know, they're going to come here to Houston because their lives have been demolished. And she, you know, she, and she said, okay, you know, they're, they're coming and, and that's, that's what it is. And, you know, and she talks about people getting off the bus and they have maybe one or two items with them. And, you know, sort of, you know, you talk about sort of, you see yourself being so vulnerable, you, you've lost everything. And she doesn't start the conversation there. She starts the conversation with, okay, what have you got with you? What can you build upon? What's going well for you? And so, you know, even when people are sort of, you know, their hardest hit, she, pre, you know, really teaches, you know, treats them as humans and says, okay, like, what are we going to do? Where are we going to go from there? And it's, that gives you this sense of, well, if they can do it, I can do it. I can create possibilities. I can create, you know, the, the, the future. I can, I can deal with, like, the worst scenarios in a really positive way. So what do I want to do? What have I got? What's working for me? I think that that was the feeling that she incited with everybody in the audience. And it was just, it was so passionate and so beautiful. You just, you were hopeful. If I could, if I could build, she would, she had a wonderful quote. She had a wonderful quote that really uh, uh, was tattooed in everyone's brains uh, for the past two days. And it was, you can't build on what's broken. Mm. You know, if people step off the bus and feel like they're broken, you can't, you can't build that. You can't rebuild them. But if instead you ask questions around the stories they're already holding on to about, you know, tell me about a time when you have been resilient when you have had to overcome something seemingly impossible and you somehow did it, someone was there to even help you did it, who were they, what did they do, what did you do, what was it all about, and what can we learn from that story that's going to get us where we want to go quicker. People realize that they have, they have a lot versus they have nothing, and they know how to muster up what it takes in themselves and, more importantly, in Angela's case, in their whole community together. Um, to really create a new way forward. I remember that I interviewed a woman who was part of 9-11. I can't remember her name, but she wrote a book um, on what happened. She was there, and she said that everyone on that floor moved in unison. It was as though as the building was shaking, they were all moving together and, and grabbing onto each other, almost as though it was one consciousness, which is pretty powerful. Uh-huh. It's, it's too bad that it has to happen in a disaster situation. But it's, it's amazing how when people join together, there can be such a bond like that mm-hmm. with no Absolutely. words. Absolutely. Um, in fact, another saying Angela said in her story was that in the end, all you have is community, and that is enough. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm going to ask both of you a very important question here. You know, the work that I do that I'm very impassioned about is I call myself the catalyst for positive change because through the airwaves, I'm bringing these stories to light, like your stories and anyone who's making a difference in the world. But, and I I shouldn't use the word but, there is a lot of negativity out there today. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear about people's future. There's a lot of economic fear. There's a lot of fear about people not trusting each other and hurting each other. How do we, and I'm going to ask you both this question, Elizabeth and Jen, how do we begin to repair that and show those models so that we break through that fear and resistance? For example, through these Business Innovation Factory Summits. How do we do this? Jen? Sure. Um, well, a couple of thoughts. First, first thought is that um, it's really important to acknowledge the fear, or whatever place people are starting from. Um, you're not, if you just come from this place of, you know, let's all talk about what's all good, they don't even want to, they may not want to join you right away. Um, so honoring the negative, honoring the fear, honoring the challenges that they're faced with, I think is important. Um, in fact, another storyteller at Biff, John Hagel, uh, reminded us of the importance of putting it out there and seeing who will come, right? So that's one thing. But then there's this other side of the coin, and that's the importance of what we call reframing that if, if you want a different what, you need a different how. So the different how would be, okay, if, you know, things are 
appearing really rotten, and the economy is just so darn tough, and there are just no jobs out there, and companies are handing out pink slips, well, then let's instead ask questions. Instead of what is so wrong or broke that needs to get fixed, let's shift the question to if it were to be right, what does that look like? And And what would it take to get us there? And how might we do it together? So it's about reframing. You know, your children come, your child comes home from school, and they got a, a C minus on one of their on their scorecards. Instead of asking, "Well, what did you do to get the C?" and you know, "What what what have you forgotten or left out?" Um, it's instead a conversation of, "Well, when you do get an A, what does that look like? What did that take? Who helped you? What you know? What did they do that made it?" so much easier for you to excel and how can we apply that to our current situation so it's 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 really looking at the the role models elizabeth your comments on this yeah and and it, the business innovation factory we really believe in the power of storytelling and that you know you tell a story really for the purpose of connecting uh with somebody else and I, I think that there's something really important about there, there's a there's a huge narrative out there around fear, and I think that there's also a lot of people who aren't motivated by it, who are motivated by um, you know wanting to do something um, better, to wanting to live a more meaningful life, who are who are just trying to operate outside of that context. And I think that it's really important for us to have faith in um, in the fact that people really are trying to live outside of that context of faith. Uh, outside of that context of fear, and that by you know using stories and using inquiry mm. as well, we actually have the ability to uh, you know bring that out and to realize that oh the person next to me is also trying to you know um, to live this purposeful life and live this meaningful life, and when we connect with one another, that builds you know a link in that social fabric, and and, it, and and we can connect with each other through those stories. So you know there's there's so there's so I think that the, it's really easy for us to um, forget about the power of stories, to, to, to forget about the power of sharing. Um, but when we do, we just create this richer connection and we begin to create this broader narrative about um, that's about hope, that's about optimism. Um, but we need to have faith that other people in the world want that too. And I think that's the, mm-hmm. that's the piece we need to remember. Yeah. And I know one of the things that uh, you talk about, but certainly in the summits, is the whole concept of random collisions and <laughs> yes. you know shared values. And it's interesting because I interviewed a woman, uh, her name is Melinda Blau, and she wrote a book called Consequential Strangers. And the book oh, is I all about book. the power of people who don't seem to matter but really do. You know, turning that, you know, that one-time encounter that really affected your life and changed it. But in a sense, they're strangers, but they're really not. And I think that's what you're talking about is realizing the value of every person uh, as part of your story, whether they're there for a day or a minute or a year. Right. And there's such, you know, and that's, you know, we love the notion of random collisions because that's really, that's where we think the magic happens and that's where we think that the, the solutions emerge from is, is when you, you know, when you sort of operate in difference, when you operate in, you know, and you begin to build connections with people who don't think exactly the same way that you do or don't, um, you know, work in the same space and you sort of find a um, place where you can play together, you create wholly new transformative opportunities that you wouldn't have otherwise known how to look for. And I think that's the real, that's real magic of, of random collisions. Absolutely. In fact, Feldy's Krebs, I'm sorry, one of the, one of the other storytellers, uh, he, he, he preached the importance of connecting on our similarities and benefiting from our differences. And it's through those collisions that that can happen. Now, you have these summits, like the Business Innovation Factory Summit. You know, it's two days of unforgettable storytelling in this Providence area, Providence, Rhode Island, and this is a national show that we're doing right now. But where are these summits in other parts of the country? Either Jen, Elizabeth? Well, so two things. One is that I think we're all doing a really great job with digital storytelling. So um, the Business Innovation Factory streamed all of the stories live so that people could watch them. And then they're housed digitally on our website so that you can constantly go back and read them and reflect on them. But I think this, you know, this notion of, of, of curated storytelling is, is, is part of this broader sort of narrative of you know, we, we, like the world wants good stories. And so you know, where can we find them? Um, so I think there are a lot of great examples popping up. 
Oh, yeah, and I'd just add, you know, Biff is one, you know, real champion of, of this really elevating the power of stories and sharing it generously with the world, you know, not just at the summit, but in what they use for their online live streaming video forums. But there's also the TED out there, the TEDx yeah. is out there. There's, um, goodness, just a year ago this time, I was at um, what we call, it was an appreciative inquiry story-thon in Washington, D.C., um, where people were invited to come and share all of the fabulous stories, inspiring learnings from other appreciative inquiry summits and and, and events taking place around the world. Um, There's work going on in education um, around, uh, for example, uh, Faces of Learning. That's a, a campaign started by Sam Chautain where he's, bringing people to an open mic forum and asking them one simple question, you know, what was your most powerful learning experience? And people have stories. They're, They're eager to share. And then they realize, oh, wow, I already know a lot about how people learn if I just tap into the, the wisdom of my own story and hear others. Why do you think, both of you, that we need to do this so much now You know, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, people were telling these stories to each other because, you know, the community was very strong. We didn't have all the distractions we have today. Why do you think it's so important now more than ever to tell these stories? I I mean, one, Jen, or tell me who, Jen, go ahead. (laughs) Okay, Okay. well, um, well, I really live by the the mantra that what we look for, we find. If we want to look for the bad, the ugly, the weak, the unable, we're going to find it. Um, and the stories we ask are going to reveal it. Um, if instead we want to look for the good, the strong, the capable, the, the potential-seeking, the hopeful, we're going to find that too. Um, and, and more importantly, there's a second part to that. Not only what we look for, we find, but what we pay attention to grows. So if we, want, if we want to pay attention to those positive deviants that are out there and really fanning the flames of what's possible, even if it's scary and uncertain, uh, we're going to find more of that positivity and of that hope. And the stories reveal it because they're grounded in our positive past. And this is applicable. I mean, I know we talked about Angela and her fabulous work with communities in Houston and how those stories are, you know, creating a magnetic draw around the world, really. Um, but, the, you know, this transcends any industry. This is in healthcare, you know, in trying to understand the, the stories of, of patient satisfaction and real, um, you know, uh, innovations in, in, in patient care. Um, this transcends edu- the education system and looking for examples of uh, when learning is flourishing and students are thriving in a learning environment. What does that look like? In business, I've worked with numerous, you know, uh, Fortune 500 companies for whom they'll say, wow, you know, by tapping into what works and asking for those stories, it does grow. And innovation, creativity, connectedness, uh, genuine passion for the work that people show up to do, which translates not only into increased productivity and profitability, but dare I say, you know, retention and all that other good stuff. Um, and that it, really actually does, it really does work and it really does happen. We just need to keep Absolutely. talking about it. Go ahead, Elizabeth. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think that we, you know, we operate in um, a world that has become, um, you know, increasingly complex and in our, our economic systems, our healthcare systems, um, and our, you know, and our, you know, sort of globally, we're just more complex than we've ever been. And our problems have become equally complex. And yet, sort of, you know, we have this way of trying to solve for those problems where we keep trying to isolate in on the one variable that's going to be, you know, the, the, the perfect pill that's going to give us the, the you know, the, the right solutions and solve all of our problems. I mean, we, we look for that in our leadership as well. We look for, you know, the lone hero who's going to save the day and, and, you know, make things better. And, you know, so it's, you know, we need to actually deal with, um, deal with our world in the complex way and sort of in a systems, uh, take a systems approach to solving this problem, which is going to require, you know, the coordination and the collaboration of a, of a lot of different people. And so we also, we simultaneously have an opportunity because the world has never been as interconnected as it is right now. And so it creates an unprecedented opportunity for that collaboration to take hold. It also creates a real sort of, um, 
unprecedented opportunity for, you know, the, the connections between our individual efforts and our individual intentions and our individual solutions to be magnified through the connections that we have with one another. And I think, you know, to, to the work that, that Jen and Angela are doing, uh, stories are a great way, um, a great tool to enable those connections to take place and to sort of strengthen those interconnections that we have between solutions and to actually begin to build a mosaic of the, of the, for the systems um, that, we, that we really need in order to kind of deal with this complexity, to deal with this messiness. All right, so tell us both, we have, a, we have some time left here, tell us both of you where we can find out more. Someone listening to this is, I want to hear these stories, or I have a story to tell. How do they get connected? Jen or, or Angela? I'm the Angela, I'm calling you. <laughs> Jen or Elizabeth? <laughs> Well, I, I, so I'll, so I'll start with, um, you know, you can, the, the Business Innovation Factory website is businessinnovationfactory.com, and it is an open source platform where we want people to come. We actually, we have a story, um, a booth that people can participate in and, and share their stories, and then they can, we also, you know, have, um, you know, just a very rich database of digital stories that have been archived there through um, both, you know, the years of the summit, um, as well as uh, other, you know, transformative projects that we lead in. In, in education and healthcare and, and other areas. So, um, and, they're, and they're all, you know, people who are doing things, sharing their stories. And it, they're very powerful and very moving. And, and, um, and we just want more people to, to, to connect with those stories as well as share their own. So um, I, will, I will do that plug. All right. And they log on to um, businessinnovationfactory.com. All right. Now, the stories that we're going to hear or that are really being told right now in the Providence area, again, when will they be in other areas or do people just watch it on the Internet? How, how, is, how does this work so that folks can see it from anywhere? Two, two things. Um, the, the stories will be archived from this Business Innovation Factory Summit will be archived on the BIF website that Ellie just pointed out to you. Right. Um, and those, in fact, if folks go there, you can not only see, um, well, this year's will be uploaded soon. Uh, we're fresh off the summit, literally just today. Um, but then you can look in the archive for stories from prior years, which are fabulous and, and just rich with, with learnings. Um, now, another are these, are these summit, w- let me just ask you, are these summits once a year or do, are they regularly every month? I mean, how does that work? The, the BIF summit, yes, is once a year. And okay. there are, other learning events that take place um, in, in shorter doses, if you will, um, how, in more of like a, a, a dialogical seminar, if you will. But the summit itself does, yes, take place once a year in Providence, Rhode Island. And it's and, every year in, in that in Providence? Yes. Um, another resource I wanted to share for folks interested sure. in learning more about stories, um, especially around the appreciative inquiry examples, um, are, is innovationpartners.com, where there's numerous links, uh, blog posts, uh, written uh, captures, uh, opportunities to really, especially in the blog itself, to join the conversation, um, ask questions, learn how you can take this and even apply it in your own organization, company, community, school, you name it. All right. So this is really uh, an example for people so they can look at this and see how they can use this model, basically, is what you're saying. In fact, that's, and that's really the, the beauty of our, our partnership, Innovation Partners partnership with, with BIF, is that um, we both believe it's really about harnessing the power of story and inspiring others to find their story when they hear and are connected to someone else's. All right, let me ask you both how you created this. Now, was this created, Jen, did you create it? Or Elizabeth, did you create it? Or how, how did this happen? The summit? Yes, the summit and, and this, whole, this whole idea. Uh, the summit was actually the brainchild of Saul Kaplan, who's our founder and the chief catalyst of the Business Innovation Factory. And um, Saul has, um, you know, a wealth of experience in the private sector and, and um, he sort of became, in his words, an, an accidental bureaucrat. And um, when he retired from the private sector and took a job running economic development in, um, in the state and just really thought, like, the more he saw and looked around, he said, you know, there has to be a better way. And, you know, how do we connect people and, and inspire them to move into, um, you know, that better place, to, to dream higher, to inspire, um, and enable sort of, you know, 
the, the, the innovators among us um, to, to come together. And I think, you know, Paul's also a self-proclaimed innovation junkie. So I think he was, you know, wanted to throw a big party for the smartest people he knew to, you know, come together and share these stories. Because when they come together, really magical things happen. The, the energy is really unbelievable and crazy. And it's just, it just fills you with hope. Oh, that's very exciting. All right, Jen, any, uh, any other comments? Uh, we have a couple of minutes left about uh, how people can get involved. Well, um, really what I would, what I would challenge um, your listeners to consider is just what story they're holding on to about themselves, about mm. their, their work, their, their family, um, their mm. community, their, their future. And really consider, take a step back and say, okay, you know, what questions am I asking that if shifted ever so slightly could put me on the path I most want to be on? And what stories can I go out and look for by asking those questions that are going to invoke in me and in everyone around me um, some real wisdom around what it takes to, what what works and um, how we get forward, get where we want to go more quickly in a way that's more innovative, um, more inspiring, and always grounded in what we know from our positive past. So just you know, ask yourself those questions. And more importantly, be willing to go out and ask others those questions too because um, the questions we ask are fateful, very fateful. And um, remember, what we look for, we find, and what we pay attention to will grow. Fabulous. Elizabeth, your closing thoughts for our listeners today? You know, I, I just I agree with her. We spent a lot of time, I think, at the summit um, talking about what does it mean to um, live a, a life worth living, and you know, people really focusing in in on, on sharing their intentions about um, you know what will be meaningful, what is important um, to them, how will they um, define success at the end of the day. And I think that that's just um, you know, people um, are they've got such great vision, and as Jen said, you have know, these great stories um, that we can um, through which we can communicates this vision. So I think that that's, you know, what, what does it mean um, to live a life worth living and how are you going to do it? I think if mm. each one of us answers that question, then we'll sort of paint the picture that we need for a better tomorrow. So if people want to see the summit, even though it's, it's just closing now, they can watch it online, correct? By going to businessinnovationfactory.com or is it businessinnovationfactorysummit.com? It is businessinnovationfactory.com and from there you'll find loads of links to videos uh, more recent and even of summits past. Let me ask you, is there funding for this project? How does this happen in terms of bringing in speakers? Do people volunteer their time? How does this work? The, uh, the actual, the, the speakers, um, are not paid. They all come in of their own, um, passion and, you mm-hmm. know, and willingness to tell a story and the commitment to the vision. And, you know, we've got, we had a great lineup. Dan Pink, uh, who's the author of Drive and A Whole New Mind, um, closed out the day yesterday. And he's a sought after, you know, talk, uh, speaker and, and writer. And, and, you know, he was just so passionate about this. You know, he, he came of his own accord and he told his 15 minute story. And there's, there's, and all the speakers do that, I think, which is creates a real um, there's no pretense at this. There's no, um, you know, these are our distinguished speakers and the rest of you are in the audience. Everybody sits together right. and everybody mingles together and everybody shares together. And I think that's really um, meaningful. So it's a, um, we do have some, we do have some wonderful sponsors uh, who invest in uh, making this happen each year. And that, that's, you know, that's really been, um, you know, uh, an, an important piece to how it happens. And, and we just have this very rich community of volunteers and, and people who are, who are passionate about coming and uh, so it, 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 everybody helps pull it off. That's wonderful. So the summit is over now in Providence, Rhode Island. It'll be back again next year. But people can log on, as you said, to businessinnovationfactorysummit.com. And they can Just, actually uh, watch. Yes? It's, it's a businessinnovationfactory.com. Okay. Businessinnovationfactory.com. And uh, it's, it's really very exciting. I'm, I'm excited, really, actually, that it's in, in my area because so many times <laughs> things are in other parts of the country. But it's exciting that it's here and uh, that we're offering this. You're offering this to the public, and I'm very happy that, you, that I really learned about this and could interview both of you. So let me just say that my guests have been Jen Hetzel-Silbert of Innovation Partners International. And 
Also, uh, my guest today is Elizabeth and Elizabeth Stefanski of the Business Innovation Factory. So again, if you need any information, just log on to businessinnovationfactory.com or innovationpartners.com. Thank you so much for being on the program, both of you, Jen and Elizabeth. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, it's really exciting to have you on. All right, stay on the line. Folks, you know, as I always say, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know that you can make your dreams come true. That's what Patricia Raskin Positive Living Radio programs are all about. So do that. You can log on to patriciaraskin.com. I have many of my podcasts are on my website, and certainly write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com. And again, do log on to businessinnovationfactory.com. You will be very inspired by these stories or innovationpartners.com. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin for Patricia Raskin Positive Living. Have a great Monday and a great week. Bye for now. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.